Pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers, get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl have you been begging me for a book for years. Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding, the press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book but our book. I realised after my talks around the world women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away but to have a tangible source to have forever and this is it. This is refreshing never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. According to recent research, during the pandemic, women have experienced greater stress levels and have suffered more from the uncertainty of it all. Given the expected gender roles and societal norms, women are in tougher positions to balance work and family life. That is why I have called in Helen Hopkins, a balance expert, to provide the ultimate tips and tricks for you as a woman to have more balance in your life going forward. Hi, Helen. Thank you so much for coming on to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast today. Can you just share your story with our audience, please, and how the Balance Coach came about? Of course. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be with you today. Um, the Balance Coach really came about through a very long uh, roller coaster of a life for me. I had such imbalance. I've suffered anxiety, high stress for such a long period of time. And um, so four or five years ago, I got diagnosed with prediabetes, which is a lifestyle condition. So it basically means you don't eat very well, you don't move your body enough, you don't look after yourself well enough, and your body starts to give you signs to say, slow down, hold up life needs to change and so I totally changed my my life around and I created the balance coach because I couldn't find one person that would help create balance in my life one person that would help with food and movement and wellness and mindset so I basically created it because it was really lacking in my life and I could see that other women would really need someone like me to pull it all together. Someone with real life experience of living through stress and overwhelm and hardship, navigating that and coming through the other side. So teaching from both the qualifications I have, but also from real life experience, which I think often you can learn more from someone who has gone through it themselves. No, that's all great. And let's focus on achieving balance nowadays, something that is obviously very hard. Why do you think that is? I think, I think particularly at the moment, I think the world is very, very noisy. The news is very uncertain. It's very difficult to know what's coming. Um, I think as well, predominantly for women, we still live with the kind of, we have our modern expectations whilst also having one foot in the expectations of our 
our mothers, our grandmothers, keeping a house, looking after the children, balancing it all. And I think for me, there are very few role models in, in kind of the public eye that modern women can look at to say, actually, they do have a lovely balance. They are able to manage their business beautifully. They're able to raise their children, go on holiday, lower their stress levels. And I just feel that um, it's very difficult for women at the moment because we're living through a pandemic. Life is very difficult. The world is very noisy. The, um, the kind of elements of our lives are very blurred, working from home, homeschooling, all of those things. So balance is really, really difficult to achieve. Mm-hmm. And how bad do you think the current climate is? Because I personally try to stay very hopeful, but it seems that as the years go on and as I meet more female entrepreneurs in particular, the situation is it feels as though it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, I think you're right. I think especially at the moment, I think if we hadn't had COVID, it would have been tough. But because we have had COVID, it's all it's kind of magnified all of the imbalance in our lives anyway and made those things even worse. So I do think it's really, really tough. But I equally I don't think it's unachievable. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And let's dive into a little bit more there. What are some questions we should be asking ourselves to really know if we have a healthy or an unhealthy work life balance? I think one of the the really empowering and important questions when it comes to balance is, are you happy? Do you wake up with enthusiasm and motivation in your life? Do you um, set goals and do you reach them? You know, ultimately life is about balance. It's about good and bad and the in-between. And we need a bit of everything to create balance so we can really um, enjoy the good and really learn from the, the more challenging. But so what we need to do is we need to really, I guess, like draw a line and really think, do I wake up, do I, do I get through the day with hope and with grace? Or do I get through the day by the skin of my teeth, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and unable to catch my breath? If someone is listening and they think, oh my gosh, Helen, that's not me. I'm not waking up happy or with hope. I'm actually really struggling. And especially given that we are in a pandemic, what would you recommend their first step to be, the very first um, I really believe in micro commitments. So I um, I love a big grand gesture. Don't get me wrong. I love a big holiday and a spa trip and all of those things. But we're living in a pandemic, and many of the things that we would do, we can't we can't do in the same way. So my um, my kind of first starting point for all of my clients and all the people I speak to is what is your soul telling you you really need at this moment? Do you need peace and quiet? Do you need time with family and friends? Do you like what does your soul really need and how can you grasp even just 1% of that today? So I know one of the things that I need every day is peace and quiet, solitude. Um, and the way, the way I do that is I go for a beautiful walk every morning. It's only half an hour. It's around the village I live in. So it's really super safe. Um, and actually, I know that sets me up beautifully for the day. And I'm really dialing into what my soul needs. My soul needs peace, quiet, fresh air, and a bit of movement. And so how can you dial into what you are really lacking to bring you balance? No, I love that. That's such great advice. And how can someone tell if they are overloading themselves? Because especially as women we are natural people pleasers we think we can take everything on and of course I'm sure many women out there are 
but I'm someone, you know, I struggle like so many of my friends and female entrepreneurs that I know. So I guess what I'm really asking is what is, what, how can someone, especially a woman tell if she is overloading herself Mm. before she perhaps reaches complete burnout? Yeah. Um, I think the telltale signs are it's that lack of motivation, lack of enthusiasm for the things that would normally bring you joy. So the things that you would normally do, like going for a bath. If So I go for baths all the time. It's like one of the things that I do to keep myself balanced. And some days I can't be bothered to go for a bath. And that is the moment that when I know that my balance is off and that my balance is out of alignment. I think it's things as well, like self-sabotage. So when you know you want to eat healthier, yet you've eaten half a box of Jaffa cakes because you're just bored with your life and bored with your existence you know it's those telltale signs when you really have no motivation no enthusiasm for your day and you're unable to catch your breath so you just feel um, I'm sure you can liken yourself to this too like you know when you sort of feel like a caged tiger like there's nowhere to turn and you just can't catch your breath that is the moment where women need to catch themselves and say okay what do I need for myself at this moment Mm -hmm. um focusing on women why do you think it's women who struggle more overall with achieving that balance I think because women still wear many many hats in their day-to-day lives so they are often I often say they're the glue that hold everything together so my husband is an amazing father he's incredible at business but he doesn't think about the 353 things that I think about every day he doesn't think about is there food in the kitchen um you know are the kids safe and well do they have the reading books that they need and I think women often they are thinking about many more things at once than a man is my husband goes to work he sits at his desk I love him dearly but he thinks about work from nine till five and I think about my work building my business as well as my beautiful girls my um, mum my elderly mum who lives in the same village as me my sister and her daughter so I'm thinking about a lot more than my husband is and that may sound like a broad generalization but I think that is quite true of many family makeups so women tend to spread themselves thinner I would say. No, I think that's a really interesting point and something I do want to expand on. Do you think, Helen, that this is a modern epidemic or perhaps one that goes way back? I personally think that women do struggle and perhaps a little because of the women's movement. I am a feminist and I'm very open about that. But I do suddenly feel that women around me are struggling to keep up because they are not only full-time parents, but they're working full-time too. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I couldn't agree more, actually. And I think COVID and pandemic and us working from home and being in our home environments has only magnified this problem. It's only shown it more because um, I speak to so many women, I'm sure you do too. They are working from home, building their businesses whilst also homeschooling, while perhaps their partner is doing different things in the house. They're working as a team. Um, but probably isn't doing quite as much in terms of the many things that a woman is doing. And, um, you know, when you look at that, that for me, it's broken down into love language. Men's love language is often logistics, putting the bins out, filling the dishwasher, that stuff, which is great. Whereas a woman's love language is all about love. It's about empathy. It's about hope. It's about caring. And so often when you are that person in your home environment, you're the one that's trying to manage all the important things in your world, your career, your business, as well as 
navigating having your family at home, keeping them well, keeping them happy. No, I think that's a really solid point. And I do think it's something that, you know, the women's movement in particular got so much right. But then I think, you know, I put up a quote on Instagram the other day that it was saying that we don't need to tell women to be strong. We just need to change how people perceive women's strength. Because the truth is, I do feel if maybe back in the time we had valued more feminine traits and also being a homemaker that we now wouldn't suddenly find ourselves trying to balance two full-time jobs because it's never ending it's never ending and there's always something to do isn't there and I know um you know I have two children who are eight and ten two beautiful girls they're incredible but they need time they need energy I can't sit in my office all day while they're in another room and I'm hopeful that they're homeschooling that that's not how real life works and so I really feel like Um, women particularly are stretched even further than we already were and because there is no one in the public eye that we can aspire to and and look to to see that balance it's really hard to achieve you know um, I'm 40 so one of the women I always used to aspire to be is Nigella Lawson you know she was the one that was making a beautiful home cooking incredible meals you know temptress in in the bedroom and actually as we've seen from Nigella herself that wasn't a reality for her. That wasn't actually her reality. And she was creating this persona. And how unfair is it on women that we don't have someone we can aspire to be like, someone who we can see has achieved all the balance and the incredible things in their world whilst not having to worry about the kids. Well, you know, if they're the only person's worrying about the kids and their welfare or, you know, it it feels really unfair. There feels to be um, more distance between men and women, especially during a pandemic. No, I completely agree to everyone who has said that this pandemic is a great leveller. I completely Mm. disagree. I don't think that it's levelled at all. I think it's just brought out more differences, if you like. And one thing, Helen, I would love to discuss is how are wellness balance and anxiety related? Because one in three people do experience anxiety. What are your thoughts on that? I think they are totally totally related um when we prioritize ourselves really well what we tend to see is that stress levels go down anxiety levels go down and we are able to navigate difficult times really effectively and beautifully and what we're finding is because many women haven't um, invested time and patience and energy into self-care and their wellness until now that's why we're seeing um, these incredible driven courageous women starting to crack around the edges and starting to feel like they're unable to catch their breath so really what it comes down to is we kind of need to draw a line and we need to think about those self-care wellness fundamentals so we can reduce stress we can induce um, reduce um, anxiety and create balance across the board what do you think the perfect balanced life would look like if you had to create a person who you would say Helen oh she has the perfect balance what would you say her life would look like um it's really, that's such a good question because I think we need to definitely say that balance is in the eye of the beholder. Um, as my mum would say, you know, what's balanced to me probably is not balanced to you and would be not be balanced to my next door neighbour or my best friend. 
So I think balance should take a really fluid approach. We should work out what balance looks like to each individual and allow that person to step into the light, to step into the balance that they crave. So for some women, working seven days a week on their business, building their business beautifully, that is balance, being left to get on with the things that bring them joy. For others like me, I know that I need solitude. I need a daily bath. I need to be able to catch my breath. I need to go for a walk. And that is what balance looks like to me. So I feel like balance is this fluid, um, fluid thing that anyone can achieve, but it will look different. Balance will look different for me this week than it might do in a month, than it might do in six months. And actually, if we take this really fluid, beautiful approach and dial into what our soul really needs at this moment, then we can always achieve balance regardless of what's going on in the outside greater world, like at the moment with the pandemic. And one thing I do want to get on to is feeling guilt. I can honestly say that I'm somebody who, well, I feel at least that I have a great, great balance. I feel very, very happy. I love my job. I also love my lifestyle though. I work out the amount that I want. I take time to journal and practice meditation and breathing exercises. But one thing that I can't help but feel is guilt when I'm carrying out those things. And I know a lot of it is because of trauma as in intergenerational trauma, the fact that we can go back to the women's movement and back to our great grandmothers and everything that they were doing. And it was all about the go, go, go and the hustle culture. So what would you say to anybody, Helen, similar to me, who just feels guilt when we are practicing that balance? I think firstly, you're not alone. I think actually, um, in, it's so sad to say this, but I believe it to be true. Women are actually kind of inbuilt to feel guilt a lot. You know, it's very rare that um, many of us can just do all the self-care and just live the life we want without feeling a little bit guilty. But what we need to remember is that um, is that often guilt is what we think other people think of us. So you may go off for a lovely long bath, have an hour's meditation journal and be away from your boyfriend for three hours and you may start to feel real guilty, but he may have he may not have even noticed he may not have even noticed that you weren't in his area and it's the same for those mummies that are listening you know often we go for a long bath and we feel the kids are missing out on us what we must remember is that by investing in ourselves by creating beautiful balance the people we love get the best of us they get the better version of us than they would do if we were always running around from running around after other people so for me this is uh firstly it's permission it's permission to say I need this time, I need to feel balanced, I need to feel well. But it's also about setting boundaries. Actually, if I want a daily bath and I want that to be quiet with no children and no husbands interrupting me, then I need to be really clear to say, I'm going for a bath, I'm going to be half an hour, the door is closed for a reason, I'm giving myself permission to have this half an hour and I don't want to be, I don't want to be interrupted. So I feel like boundaries and permission come hand in hand when it comes to guilt. Give yourself permission to be kind to yourself, put some boundaries in place to allow yourself to enjoy the time and then the guilt kind of fades away. You're probably always going to feel a little bit of guilt but actually what we want to do is we want to dial it down. You know it's, it's a difficult emotion to have, guilt, we need all manner of emotions to get through our days, but just dial it down. Enjoy the time that you have. Don't feel guilty. Don't don't um, waste that time away. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Mm-hmm. 
No, I completely agree with that. I think that's a solid point that actually if you break it down, it would come down to what your, you know, what other people think and maybe other people's perceptions. And that's what we're naturally worried about. What do you think, Helen, we can do to practice and or experience, if you like, more joy in our lives? So I think firstly, I think it's about giving yourself permission. It's about giving yourself permission to lean into the things that bring you joy. I also think you need to make the connection with why joy is really important. Joy is really important because it gives you more energy, it gives you more balance, and it gives you more bandwidth to navigate these really busy times. So really think about like what brings you happiness and make a plan to include it in your week and your day and your month. Because often what happens is we think that joy and happiness is um is something that just happens to us you know but actually the way it happens is by setting yourself up for success and putting yourself in the right place in the right moment to really enjoy something so um obviously as we record this we're in a pandemic so you may just love hanging out with your best friends and that brings you so much joy and of course we can't do that face to face at the moment but you could set up a cocktail a Friday night cocktail night where you and your friends get dressed up you have cocktails and you have a really good natter your joy may be going um, for a lovely long walk which of course we're still able to do it to do it may be a date night with your partner where you cook a really delicious meal you turn off the tv you keep your phones away and you just enjoy the time together but when it comes to joy we need to really set ourselves up for success how can you make this easy and how can you put a plan to make sure that this is part of your life no I think that's really solid advice and what do you think a healthy routine would look like for somebody who needs that work-life balance if someone is tuning in and they think oh my gosh but I don't have any hours spare what are a couple of things activities maybe that they could carry out to help them at least try and achieve that balance so the first thing I think when it comes to balance is the way we top and tail our day. So what we want to do in the morning is we want to promote energy and hope and grace and enthusiasm for our day. And at the end of the day, we want to promote rest and relaxation and allow our body to catch up with what is going to be a really busy day. So if you break those things down in the morning, really dial into what you're what you are really craving. So um, I know I've got a busy house. I know you've got a busy house at the moment too. If you're craving time by yourself, maybe you're craving some sort of movement, yoga, walking, maybe you're craving nutrition and setting yourself up really nicely for the beginning of the day. Maybe it's just a bit of peace and quiet where you wake up and have a coffee and and you read a book. Now, as entrepreneurs, we hear an awful lot about getting up at like five in the morning and getting your day done. And I am not one of those people. I do not like to get up when it's really, really dark and start work. That doesn't work for me. So really work out like how can you set your morning up really beautifully? And, you know, perhaps it isn't starting work at nine o'clock. Perhaps it's starting work at 10 o'clock. Perhaps it's about having overnight oats and in which case make them like before like really think about how you're starting your day and then I want you to really consider the end of the day so for many of us we're working busy days and the evening might be the only time that you consider to have as your downtime your relaxation time your time to catch your breath so you may be watching back-to-back Netflix episodes drinking a glass of wine and thinking oh this is great for me because I'm relaxing but of course you're then staying up late going to bed late the wine is keeping you up at night because you've drunk it really late and you can't settle and then in the morning 
you're no good for anyone because you're tired and you're overwhelmed and you've already lost half of your day. So in the evening, think about what you can do to promote yourself to have a lovely rest. Is it a nighttime tea, a beautiful bath, going to bed early and reading a book? Is it having a beautiful conversation with your partner? You both go up early, you have a really nice like chat, a proper chat with no TV and no phones. So I think there are two things that are really important, but equally, my always my tip when it comes to balance and especially food is go to mother nature's larder first like have the chocolates too that's fine afterwards but think about having a lovely fruit salad or some handful of olives or some gorgeous nuts think about how you can fuel yourself really effectively in the day because then your body takes all the nutrition from that amazing food it knows how to process it and it will give you more balance and more energy through the day so really it's like top and tailing thinking about how you're fueling yourself and we must never underestimate the impact of a good old glass of water. You know, water is like magic and no one wants to drink it because it's quite boring. And I get that. But actually increasing your water a little bit will give you so much balance and reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety and just make you feel better. I'm so happy that you mentioned waking up at 5 a.m., Helen, because I read that book, The 5 a.m. Club, and I did it for about two weeks. And it was possibly one of the most ghastly things I've ever done. Just I spent. Yeah, it was awful, awful, awful. (laughs) But everywhere I was turning, I was coming across more entrepreneurs really promoting the idea of waking up at five. And I just realized more and more how I'm not actually that person. I'm not somebody to spring out of bed, as you said, when it is dark and just start working, but I prefer getting up at least an hour later, an hour and a half later, perhaps, and journaling, breathing, meditating. That's how I personally set up my day. One thing I am curious to know, Helen, is you obviously have two amazing girls and you have mentioned them a couple of times I would love to know how are you teaching them to achieve balance because they're of course the next generation yeah and I feel so I'm so glad you asked this question because I am so passionate about this because as I've said previously I didn't have a role model and I still don't really have a role model in my life my mum gave everything to me which is amazing as a child but as a young adult into being an adult I didn't know how to create balance. So they see mummy going off for walks every day. They always know mummy's going for a walk. They see me having loads of baths. They know that it's mummy time. Um, I am not afraid to tell you that I'm a member of a beautiful spa in the Bath countryside. I go every week. I work four days a week. And um, they know that mummy's balance is really important. And I'm showing them, I'm not just telling them, I am showing them that actually time alone is really important. Feeding your soul is really important. And we talk about mother nature, we talk about the universe, and they're probably a little bit young to understand that at the moment, but they understand the fundamentals of why balance is important. And I hope that they will be the next generation, the the next wave of women where they, where it's totally normal for them to go to therapy or have a holistic treatment or go to a spa for the day. And it's not seen as a luxury or, um, something out of the norm you know my deepest desire is that they will be that next wave of women who look after themselves really well so they don't get to the point like I did of burnout and um, high anxiety and anxiety attacks and stress and overwhelm that they can manage it better than I have previously. No I love that and I think that's so so important. Now we obviously now can take work home with us, especially because of social media. It can be 
1 a.m. It can be 9 a.m. Any time of the day, we can pick up our phone and essentially we can start working or thinking about work. Can we, do you think, snap out of that? How could we perhaps start focusing on self-care, family time and whatever else it may be that is a priority to us instead? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting question because especially because we're all working from home now, like it is the new norm. And obviously you and I have worked in our own environments for a long time because we've both been entrepreneurs for a long time. But there's, it's really about creating robust yet fluid boundaries. So there will be periods of time where your boundaries, where you will be working longer days because maybe you've got a big project or a launch or something um, on the horizon, which you need to work really hard for. But what is important is it about, creating time where you work and time where you play and as an entrepreneur those lines are always very blurred because we're always on our phones someone messages us we want to reply to them really quickly but don't be afraid to put boundaries into place because we are that wave of women where we need to start creating boundaries they and they can be fluid but knowing that actually if you close your laptop at five o'clock on a Friday and you don't want to come back until 10 o'clock on a Monday, that is okay. Give yourself permission to do so. I mean, there's lots of tips about making sure that you have a separate workspace in your home, making sure, you know, you turn off your phone at like nine o'clock at night so you can get good rest. I would say like create boundaries that really work for you because your boundaries are going to be different to my boundaries. They're going to be different to someone else's boundaries. Like allow yourself to lean into what works for you. One of my biggest um, values is freedom. So I hate the idea of being at my desk all the time, which is why an entrepreneur life um, fits really well for me because it means that I can do the things that I want to at the times I want to do them. So really think like what, what makes me feel super uncomfortable and why does it make me uncomfortable? Because what will be happening is you will be bashing against one of your values. So it may be that you don't want to be at your desk all the time. It may be you want to be at your desk more. Um, there will be something in your day that will be making you feel uncomfortable and really think about like, why am I feeling uncomfortable here and how can I tweak it? Because ultimately, we only have one life. We only have one existence on this planet and like really make it count and make the life you love because you are in charge of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really powerful. And I grew up abroad. I grew up in Italy and the Mediterranean lifestyle is very, very different. I'll give you an example. For the most part, stores will close at one for lunch and then they will reopen at four. They are also huge advocates for health and wellness do you think Helen that we need more of that in the UK and also in other places for example America I think we do but and I think where for me the kind of seed of change is by really um sharing our needs and our hopes and where our imbalance is like being more vocal about what we are struggling with will enable us to make the changes that we need. So it's funny, I must admit, whenever I used to go on holiday to somewhere like Italy, I'd be like, why are all the shops closed? This is, makes no sense. But actually, as you progress through life, you think, do you know what? They've got it right. They have got it right. And, and actually, I think, um, especially, you know, in Britain, where I'm based, we expect the shops to be open from the crack of dawn to, to, to 
you know, the end of the evening. So it's really convenient for us. But actually, what if we were forced to stop exactly like you do um, in Italy? Like, what if we were actually forced to stop and have a rest in the afternoon? The impact that that would um, that that would create is massive. And the ripple impact is even more significant. So I say I say yes to all of that. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I completely agree. I was having a conversation with a fellow entrepreneur yesterday, actually, and we were saying how odd it almost is that geographically we're very close to these countries, but culturally we're very, very different. I've also lived in Barcelona and every day there you would have a siesta. I mean, could you imagine someone calling you in the middle of the day in Britain and you saying, sorry, it's 2 a.m., um, 2 p.m., sorry, I'm sleeping? They would think you're mad. They would think yeah. that something's wrong. They wouldn't see it as a cultural or wellness choice. So I completely agree. I do think that we need a lot more of that, especially in the UK. Yeah. And how, Helen, do you think maybe if somebody is listening and they are thinking of a friend or even a partner and they think, oh, my gosh, my partner, my friend, maybe a parent, a sibling, they're the ones that actually not only need to listen to this podcast, but need to achieve more balance in their life. How can you help somebody hold themselves accountable or even press that person and challenge them and say, look, you do need more balance in your life? I think often when we go to someone and say, I think you need this, doesn't always go down that well. So my approach always is approach these situations with kindness. So share how you are feeling and see if that person is willing to share how they're feeling. So when I started therapy, maybe five years ago, um, my husband and I always had a really good relationship. But I had to talk about so much in my therapy and my counseling sessions that I'd come back and I'd say, right, we need to talk about this. And actually it's made us such a stronger couple because I realized that my communication skills were not quite as good as I thought they were. I would feel frustrated and overwhelmed and out of balance. I'd shout at Mark, my husband, he wouldn't have any understanding of what's going on because he didn't know the dialogue and the background in my head and then he it would like hit him out of nowhere whereas actually when we approach something with kindness and empathy you know life has been difficult for the last 12 months for everyone it's been a challenge and there will be a lot of imbalance in everyone's lives and I can probably name five to ten people that I already can think of that have experienced imbalance and actually if I was to approach them with kindness and love to say actually I'm feeling really out of balance and part of the reason is this how are you feeling I think that that firstly would be a great step to identify um how um how that person is feeling and how they can be helped I also think that sometimes we need to be the trailblazer sometimes we need to be the ones that saying I'm feeling out of balance I'm going for a daily walk and a daily bath I'm having a smoothie a day I'm having my lunch at this time I'm going on a whole food diet whatever that looks like for you because actually sometimes for one of your loved ones to see you change, to see you get more balanced, to see the impact in you inspires them to do the same. So for me, it's kind of like a two-pronged attack, which is one of my favorite attacks, really. My favorite approaches to anything, like show them the difference, but also open the conversation to help them. And ultimately, Rome was not built in a day. We do not need to change everything today. We need to make one step just one step to creating more balance, more energy and more hope in our lives. Because actually, if we do that every day, so tomorrow you take two steps, the day after you take three steps, we know as entrepreneurs that that's how we scale a business, but that's also how you create a better, more balanced life. And for anyone listening who is thinking, oh my gosh, I am the one who needs 
more balance, SOS, I need some help. What can they do to hold themselves more accountable? So it starts with some questions, some really simple questions. What am I enjoying in my life? Where's the joy? Where's the hope? What, what am I struggling in my life? Like, where is where are the things that I'm finding really challenging, overwhelming, where, where I'm just stretched too far? And really dial into the good stuff and work out how you can either rework the negative stuff or, or step back from the negative stuff and then start making yourself a bit of a plan. I personally love a tick list. So it may be making a tick list of, do you know what, I do want to get up half an hour earlier and just I'm going to try this for a while. It may be that you set an alarm on your phone because you know at three o'clock you always hit the biscuits and then the rest of the afternoon is a write-off because you're exhausted because obviously your body's trying to process highly processed sugar. Maybe it's setting an alarm to say at 2.30 I'm going to set myself up for success and I'm going to create a delicious smoothie which I know is going to be really filling, going to keep me really energized and going to give me like great brain food to get me through the day like if you are feeling if you are the one that's feeling out of balance lean into it work out what what is wrong because ultimately you can make a change today or you cannot make a change and um, I say this with love your your imbalance will become more imbalanced over time if you do nothing today fast forward a year five years ten years you will regret not doing something today and it's like when we talk about building our businesses they always say just make the first step today like whatever you need to do to build your business just start doing it and it's the same with wellness just make a small intentional step one step and then just keep moving forward We have obviously spoken a little bit, Helen, about our phones, our screen time, being in the digital age. How do you think we can reassess our current screen time to make sure that we are achieving that balance? Do you have any top tips there? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's definitely you should try and set yourself a start time and an end time when it comes to screens. So I know I am one of those people that often I wake up and before I've even opened my eyes, I've got my phone in my hands and I'm looking at Instagram. And actually that's one of the areas I know that I can really, really work on. Like make sure that maybe your phone's out of your bedroom so it's not the first thing you grab. So really limit your um, screen time in the morning, but also give yourself a cut off at the end of the day. So I will only watch TV until 9.30. Then I go up to bed, I read my book, I journal, and I probably don't go to sleep to about half past 10 but that hour gives my brain and my body the opportunity to catch up but I also think that there's a really good argument for making sure that you have um, screen-free breaks throughout the day because as we talked about we live in a world of noise and busyness and um, there's a lot going on and, and lots of people are looking at the news consistently so in the day make sure that you are taking breaks away from your laptop and your computer and the tv and your phone whether that's going for a quick walk or sitting and reading your book if it's raining whatever that looks like you know program yourself so at 10 in the morning or whatever time like mid morning you're going to take a 10 minute break and the same in the afternoon with um, obviously a lunch break too so actually if you think about it, often we are at our laptops from nine in the morning till seven at night, some of us. And it's a really long day for your brain to constantly be taking in all this blue, you know, this um, all this noise and all this stuff going on. So really think quite considerably, like, where are you spending your time? Is it worthy time as well? I know a lot of my ladies, they tend to scroll a lot just scroll and scroll, you know, Instagram, Facebook, the news, Instagram, Facebook, the news, and they could be scrolling for an hour. So perhaps it's about using your time more effectively too, but really think about the impact on your day and even your eyesight and your body and how your body 
like is, is operating each day the impact of these hours on your screens yeah I completely understand that. I'm definitely someone who used to scroll and then I realized I actually just had to make the decision that I was no longer going to be a scroller if you like now Helen do you know anyone who seems to have achieved that balance maybe yourself being an expert in this field would you say that you are the balanced woman I would say that overall I am balanced but like with everything I'm a work in progress I don't think there is any there have been periods in my time where I feel really balanced and happy and well and there's been periods of of time in my life where I felt really imbalanced and really out of control even in the wellness kind of sector and do you know what it's okay to be a work in progress it's okay to say do you know what today was filled with good and bad and that's okay you know um I don't expect myself to live a totally balanced life all the time but what I do know is when I invest in myself more when I invest in my in my wellness when I'm able to catch my breath and do my daily walks and um, my meditation all of those things I feel better about the world around me I'm able to navigate more and I'm able to navigate with grace and with ease you know the kind of bad tempered Helen doesn't appear because I am overall doing a good job to create balance so I think I guess I don't know if there is a perfectly balanced woman I would definitely say I am on that I am on the spectrum there of somewhere between like you know great balance and good balance but it's always something to work for because we all know that when you're thrown into adversity and difficulty that's when your balance is going to come unstuck but by creating um, that foundation of balance that foundation of wellness it's always going to help you move through difficult times I also end the podcast with two questions Helen the first being what is your favorite quote or the mantra you live by so my mantra is always it's darkest before the dawn and which sounds like quite a negative mantra, but it gets me through real difficult times. You know, um, during the pandemic, particularly, obviously the pandemic was hard, the schools were closed. My mum got diagnosed with cancer for the second time. Um, you know, and I always had to remember, it's always darkest before the dawn. I'm growing through this period. So at times of real adversity, that's the one thing that I dig into. And I remember it so deeply because I always can feel like even though I'm in a dark and overwhelming place or the world is, I can always see this glint of light. I can always see this glint of hope and it really helps me and grounds me. I'm really sorry, first of all, to hear about your mum. That's really tough. That's hard. Um, hard. But equally, because I work so hard on myself, out of myself and my siblings, I've got two sisters, I'm the one that was able to navigate it really beautifully because I'm the one that has this kind of foundation, this reservoir, um, this backup of wellness and balance in my lives that perhaps my siblings don't have. And finally, what books or podcasts on balance would you recommend to our audience? So I love anything by Rachel Hollis. I think her books are incredible. I think what's gorgeous about Rachel, I'm going to call her by first names like we're friends. What's gorgeous about Rachel is that she's a real woman. So obviously she's faced massive adversity through this lockdown. She's having obviously quite a public divorce. Um, but her books are incredible. I think they're really uplifting. They're funny. They're easy to read and they're in bite size. So definitely check that out. Her podcasts are great as well. She has some really interesting um, interesting people. She talks about lots of really interesting things. And um, I love The Happy Place by Fern Cotton. You know, the Jay Shetty um, podcast 
particularly is a really good one to look at. And if you're looking through for something, um, something to uplift you in terms of a book, I Love You Are a Badass by Jen Sing. I can never say her name. Sincero, I think that's how I think she pronounces it as Sincero, but it's an Italian surname. So I always say Sincero. Yeah, well, that sounds but I'm not sure. My awful, like, oh no, how do I say this? I just think it's a really uplifting book, really great book, really hopeful book. And also just the fact that it's got badass in the title just makes me want to read it even more. Yeah, no, I think that's a fantastic recommend. Well, thank you so much, Helen, for coming on to the podcast today. You've been an absolute delight to talk to. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I could talk to you all day. Oh, likewise. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organisation, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.